Welcome to Tesseract Podcast, where we unlock your power to innovate. Hi, my name is Matt, and I'm going to be your host today. Tesseract's mission is to empower airmen, connect them to resources, and accelerate change across the Air Force logistics enterprise. Specifically, our team works as an innovation accelerator assigned to the Air Staff Logistics Directorate, where we partner with airmen to operationalize the new sustainment strategy. Today, we sat down with Captain Mike Kamiski. Mike heads up what's called our concept integration team here at Tesseract, and today we're going to talk through software strategy and how airmen can get involved. All right, here we go. Are we recording now? I don't know. Are we? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the, the little red light is on. So we need one in the booth. We yeah, we're live. You know, we need a little sign that, that says live out <laughs> outside of the office. So but one day this will be a flourishing studio with <laughs> cameras but for now we are just audio only um but mike thank you for joining us today everything that we do is impacted by software uh and everything that we do um within maintenance logistics civil engineering and force protection is also impacted by software um so mike is the expert in the room so we're excited that you joined us today yeah thanks man i'm looking forward to it you know you hit the you hit the nail on the head right we're past the point where you can just create something and have a have a solution um, that doesn't require connection to the internet or some form of IT infrastructure in order to help us solve our problems. So it definitely, it's a really unique space for us to be able to work into and the way it evolves every single day is a really unique thing for us and it's exciting. So mm-hmm. thanks for uh, letting me come chat. Good stuff, man. So what's your background like in the Air Force? Like how, how did you end up on Tesseract? How did you end up you know, working in the in the tech space and, and software world, uh, bridging this gap? Yeah, so uh, I studied aerospace engineering in college. So I grew up in North Carolina, went to North Carolina State University. Uh, go Wolfpack. I will plug that any chance I get. <laughs> um, studied aerospace engineering because I wanted to be an astronaut. I was always like, I went to school. That's what I wanted to do. Uh, that didn't work out, but that's okay. Here we are. Um, software to the moon, though. Oh, to the moon, baby. <laughs> so we took that. Um, became a maintenance officer out of school, uh, started in Dover, went to Dover, Delaware, and worked on the C-5. Uh, so started on the flight line there and then went to the C-5 ISO dock. Uh, deployed while I was there, which was a great opportunity as a very young officer, so that was unique. And then went to Little Rock, uh, went to C-130Js out at Little Rock um, while I was there. Also got to deploy, got to do some pretty cool stuff right towards the end of uh, operations in Afghanistan and help, and help shut down Bagram, which was really unique. Um, but while I was... At Little Rock, I started my master's degree, so I got my master's degree in systems engineering, uh, which is a really interesting space between very technical math-heavy engineering and the sort of, whether it's project management, process management, you know, the the intersection of that space, which is really interesting because, you know, we mentioned uh, in a meeting the other day, General Hurry mentioned all logistics is grounded in process, and that's really true. Um, But as I mentioned earlier, we're getting to the point where you have to have some sort of technical aspect to drive a true solution, especially in the logistics space. So that's why I pursued systems engineering. I thought it was really interesting. Um, and then just on that, on my own time, I'm just a big nerd. So I really <laughs> like computers. I really like, uh, you know, all of my friends having gone to engineering school. I have some friends who work at Google, friends who work at, you know, different analytics companies or whatever the case is. And I'm always really interested in what they're doing. And so I have messed around with that a little bit in my free time. And that actually was something that when, uh, the Tesseract application came out. They mentioned, are you interested in emerging technologies? They specifically mentioned things like software, coding, you know, artificial intelligence, machine learning, things like that. And I was like, oh, I 
read about it on my free time. I've, I've tried to learn more about it and dabbled in it myself. Um, so that was one of the main reasons I applied because I just thought it was so unique. Mm-hmm. Um, and so here we are, had the opportunity to, to come out to DC. And then once I got here, that's, as you mentioned, that's really where I focused. So we I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. We just giving the voice to the airman, you know, we talk about that a lot and we talk about amplifying the airman's voice and that falls in line with modern software development tools. You know, when we talk about end user focused tools or end user focused software and everything's based on that user feedback. So getting the chance to sit at that intersection of where Tesseract sits between the policy and the strategy and the voice of the airman to help influence that has been really unique. So, mm-hmm. And I guess before we continue here, it's important to delineate that, you know, we are not a software factory, right? Yep. Uh, you know, just to make it clear for, for our listeners, right? Um, it, do you want to talk through just like just really quick high level uh, what the concept integration team does so they so they have a you know a conceptual understanding of you know how we execute before we talk through our other talking points here yeah that's a great point and i appreciate that so we are not a software factory we're not a prototype lab we're not air force research labs we're not you know a software engineering group we're not those things what we are is an accelerator and we're you know we're seeking to connect those airmen of those resources and accelerate those ideas so within the concepts integration team here at tesseract uh, we have several different folks, so we focus a lot on those airmen ideas through Vice Chief Challenge, through uh, helping those teams in Ether Sprint and sponsoring that that organization, and then also with our efforts to connect across, whether it's AFWorks or the Research Labs, Kessel Run, Tron, all of those organizations. We are not the ones out there developing those tools, uh, but we have the opportunity to find those things. We get to talk to airmen. We get to hear what their pain points are, and if we can identify solutions that are already out there, we can help connect more airmen to those resources. We can help gather the data that shows that these tools are useful and that this software is being meaningfully developed and employed. And then that gives us what we need to help make that happen, whether it's to scale it to the enterprise, whether it's to connect it to the right program office. So that's where we're sitting, as opposed to being the folks on the ground who get the chance to prototype it, who get the chance to make it, who can code it. We get to work with those folks and with the airmen uh, to help evaluate, validate, and then uh, elevate Mm-hmm. those different solutions. Um, what is Tesseract doing, you know, specifically, you know, in, in how are we leveraging our position on the air staff, you know, here at the Pentagon uh, to mobilize uh, this overarching strategy that is set by the Department of the Air Force? Uh, yeah, so hit on it a bit earlier, but we're in that unique space where we're between, you know, the strategic leaders and strategic thinkers of, of the Air Force and those who are setting policy and, you know, setting the course for the ship. And then the airmen who are out there making the mission happen every single day. And so if we have the opportunity to take a look at those airmen's pain points, to look at the solutions that our different partners out there are developing, and we see that those solutions are driving towards those strategic initiatives, we can help connect those dots. And, um, you know, I always joke around. I think one of the biggest things I tell people all the time, you know, we are on a crusade to, crusade to eliminate Excel. You know, our airmen use Excel PowerPoint, all of these, Microsoft Office in general, it's a, it's a powerful tool and we've clearly gotten a ton out of it as a, as a department, uh, but we can provide them with those purpose-built tools to do those things. Um, and we've seen several of those out in the field. Um, and that's a really good example of how do we automate? How do we eliminate the need for an airman to consolidate information from three or four different spreadsheets into a PowerPoint slide to present information? How do we 
you know, that's going to make their life better. But at the same time, it's going to unlock the data that's hidden in the, all those different sources. And it's going to make it available to help drive, call it maybe even strategic decision making. And so being able to translate how improving the experience of the end user, the airman at the tactical edge, can at the same time further the strategic initiatives of the Air Force is really how we're going to be able to overcome, you know, they call it the, the valley of death, the innovation valley of death. So we have, and this isn't just department-wide, so just in the, even in business, you have venture capitalists, you have people who will inject capital into these really, really good ideas, whether it's a startup, a prototype, whatever the case is, and then that, that's where they'll peak. And they, they won't get to that point of an iPhone, as you mentioned earlier, a good idea that was has now skyrocketed and, you know, controls the majority of a specific, you know, whether it's a media or a, a medium of communication or a specific sector um, in an industry. And so how can we get to that point where these ideas that airmen are out there developing, whether it's through code of their own, whether it's partnering with some organization within the Air Force innovation ecosystem, how can we find those things that are going to further the work that the department as a whole is doing? And how can we connect them to those mechanisms that the department has to sustain them and to scale them. And that is where we fit. And so there's, and I didn't know this till I got here. So it's interesting. You learn a lot. I've, I've been on the team about a year now. And so the logistics IT portfolio, I didn't know that existed. I didn't know that there was an overarching system for how we manage our IT systems, you know, our software writ large at the enterprise level. And so we have our teammates here on the staff. They work in a, we work in A4L, they work in A4P. Now, we work with them very closely, their plans and resources, um, and that's, that's part of their job. They have a division focused on giving our airmen the tools they need in the IT space, and they want to give airmen the tools they want to use, and so we can bring those to them. You know, they've, they've developed what they call the Log IT Innovation Working Group, and they've asked us to come be a part of that, to come say, here are the ideas that we've seen in the field, and then they have the expertise of what questions to ask, what information to know, what challenges do they expect us to see? And so how do we help the airmen in the field overcome those, get the right answers, and then hopefully connect them to that sustainment system? And we haven't done it yet because it's only been a year or so since we started down this road, but we're really close with a few of the different projects. And that's the win. If we can, you know, the budget cycle is five years. You know, that's, we have to project now what we're going to spend in five years. If we can short circuit that, and deliver something in two years, if we can go find something in the field that airmen need, that airmen want, that are going to help drive those strategic imperatives at the same time, and we can do it in a year, and two years, that's a win. And it's, I'll tell you, day to day, it doesn't seem like it's moving that fast. But when you take a step back and look at it, you can say, okay, this is accelerating change. This is moving faster than the machine is designed to move. And so through our partnerships here on the staff with A4P, we have teammates over in Materiel Command, who are focused on the same thing, and then especially the partnership with the airmen in the field. That's, that's the win. Building that pipeline from that prototype across the valley of death and to that success. And so I'm, it's an awesome opportunity to get to build that in the software space. So, Just really quick, do you think there's anyone at the Pentagon that knows what all of the letters mean? No, <laughs> I don't. And it's, it's, it's a jargon in its own right. You know yeah. what I mean? And so 
It gets extra confusing. I asked somebody the other day when you combine the numbers. So the A26. Yeah. We're in the A4, but there's an A26, and they have a dash in there. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure, but, it, you know. <laughs> I mean, I still don't know all of them. I, I need a director. I need I need a glossary or something. <laughs> um, so, so you mentioned, you know, these partnerships that we have, you know, across the staff uh, and, and across the operational Air Force, you know, more importantly, right, you know, at, at the tactical level, working, uh, you know, directly, you know, with airmen. Um, we are deliberately, you know, working with end user experience, bridging that gap, as you said. Um, you want to talk through, uh, you know, some of those specific partnerships um, in those relationships that we've built, you know, with airmen in the field, um, with different software factories, with, uh, you know, with different, you know, development teams and in how we are helping vector them uh, create an end product, you know, or, or a product you know, for the end users uh, for optimal warfighting effect. Yeah, absolutely. And that's been the coolest thing is getting out there and building those connections and that, that connective tissue across the space. And, you know, would be remiss if you didn't start out with Kessel Run. They are the Air Force's premier software factory, and they're doing really, really good work. And we had the opportunity early to middle of last year to get to work with them pretty closely. Um, but they are focused specifically on the Air Operations Center uh, side of things, uh, as opposed to maintenance and logistics. So we got to work with them and learn a lot from them uh, and then take the lessons there to our other partnerships and to how we engage with airmen out in the field, which was really cool. So that's been great. Um, Major Emily Fisher, uh, a gentleman named Adam Kelly, uh, who's an Air Force reservist as well up there. They were in the, the Wing C2 uh, portion at Kessel Run. We got to work with them, which was really, really cool. Um, that led us to working with the 309th Software Engineering Group out at uh, the Ogden ALC, the, the depot out at Hill. Um, did not know until I met them that the Air Force has software engineering groups. Uh, they have several at the different depots, which is really unique. And they're doing all sorts of cool stuff out there. So uh, I think we're going to talk about it in a bit. But uh, they're focused on some maintenance-specific applications. So we got the opportunity to to work with them on those specifically. And then what we noticed in that case was that these folks were working on developing a tool for scheduling manpower, for scheduling aircraft, things that every maintenance organization does, as I mentioned earlier, on Excel or on PowerPoint. And they were doing it for a specific airframe. And so we got, we got to talking to them, we got to learn about that. And we said, hey, this is something, it's a universal concern. Um, every, not just maintenance unit, but I'd argue every unit has to be able to schedule and manage manpower and qualifications or whatever the case is. And every maintenance unit has to, to manage their aircraft and their maintenance and their operational flying. And so we said, hey, can we connect you to a different airframe? Can we go find a unit who's interested in using this just to test it out, to experiment and see how it goes and then get their feedback and connect you with them so that you can provide you know, the best tool possible? And that was a, that was a big success. Um, so I know we're going to talk about that in a minute, I think, but that was the biggest one that we're, we're pushing for. And then outside of that, uh, getting to work with Tron. Uh, so Tron is, is PACAF Software Factory. Um, working with them, they've worked to develop Puckboard which is a great product focused on crew scheduling. I uh, got to talk to them about that. Working with them to make sure that the efforts they're doing, the work that we're looking at in the, the space, whether it's Kessel Run, Tron, you know, those folks focused on operational or ops focused, you know, flying operations type stuff, making sure the efforts that we're pursuing complement those. So in the long run, as we build the future, we have that larger interconnected digital space between maintenance, logistics, operations, what the case is. Uh, but absolutely, between Kessel Run, the SWAG, 
Tron, uh, AFRL, so the uh, Information Directorate at AFRL, AFRLRI. Uh, our teammate Lieutenant Matt Carpenter uh, came there from came here from there, um, and they're working. Uh, they have SMDO, what used to be the Dog Tag Portfolio. Uh, so I know you'll probably talk to Jamie about Ursus. Um, and we'll be talking to to Matt about about Dog Tag as well. Yep, and that's a great example. You know, they're the the Warfighter Information Directorate, and just like you put it, they are. That is what they're focused on: developing that useful software tools based on Warfighter feedback. And to have that at the research labs is a huge win for us. So there is a lot of infrastructure out there, and it's a lot of folks doing a lot of really good stuff. And I think where we come in is having those connections to make when we talk to the airmen out in the field who say, I need a tool that does X or Y or Z. And we might know the person developing X, Y, or Z, or the team doing it, and we can connect them to give, to give the airmen that tool and to give the developers the, another Generator of feedback, another person who can give them, you know, just like you do on your phone. Every time I open up Facebook, do you want to rate Facebook? And I always click not now, but that's beside the point. If you can, <laughs> if your airmen are willing to say, hey, I, this makes my life better or it doesn't. It makes my job easier or it doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know, the more data points we can help them gather, the better the tools the airmen get are going to be. And at the same time, the airmen are going to get the tools they want. Mm-hmm. So that's been the cool part, saying, hey, who is working on what and who can we connect to that? And vice versa, how can we connect everyone out there who's who's doing that? So mm-hmm. yeah, good stuff, man. Athena and Kronos are hot right now, right? I mean, they are on the move. They are scaling, and I think that's been a really cool like partnership we've had with the 309 Swag, uh, with Asgard. What makes those those apps so special? Like, why are people so attracted to those two applications, and what do they even do? Yeah, so uh, I mentioned them earlier, uh, not by name because I knew we were going to get here. But uh, so Athena and Kronos are those applications I mentioned earlier focused on manpower and uh, aircraft scheduling. And so when it comes to what makes them so special, I think the the main answer is the relationship that those developers out, th- out at the SWEG are making with the units in the field. You know, we've talked to folks who said, yeah, I mentioned that I didn't like where this button was, or I needed this feature, or whatever the case was. And then within a week, I, it was there. Uh, you know, they they feel listened to. They feel like they're they're getting what they what they need, as I mentioned earlier, to make their their life really easy. So I think that's one of the big pieces. And then the other piece too. You know, even if you look at it from a call it a business standpoint, you know, they are addressing a universal need, as I mentioned earlier, in the maintenance community. So I always tell people I was thrilled that. Uh, our team had this project in the back, you know, in the in the backlog when I got here, um, because I applied to Tesseract. I was out at Little Rock, uh, found out I was hired. Was super excited. I was I was in AMU OIC at the time, so I was managing an aircraft maintenance unit out on the flight line. And my chief, who I shared an office with, uh, Chief Minx, uh, he's out at a I think Space Force IG now. But um, he looked at me and he said, "You can go do this innovation thing. That's cool, I guess. But I better get a." personnel management system out of it that's not excel (laughs) and so i was like all right chief i promise you and then i got here and what do you know we had already identified one and so how do we how do we make that happen and i think that's that's the key right so i've been in you know at home and deployed i've been in six maintenance units flight line back shop at home deployed whatever the case is and every single one of them did these things differently every single one of them had a different spreadsheet or a different access database for managing people Every single one of them had a different checkerboard for looking at what was flying, what the maintenance plan was for the day, what was your game plan for the day for the next day. 
And so every time you go from place to place, you have to relearn these things that are the core functions of a maintenance unit. It's like, okay, I'm going to go not just from base to base or from C5s to C130s or C130s to F35s. You could just go from a flight to a different flight in a, in a squadron. You know, when I was in the maintenance squadron at Dover, we had eight flights and each of them had a different tracking mechanism for who was at work. And so extrapolate that to the Air Force. And there are probably tens of thousands of these products all trying to do the same thing. So imagine if we could give airmen a purpose-built tool to do that. And so, hey, here is your tool to manage people. Here is your tool to build your maintenance game plan and to, to work with your schedulers, to work with your ops teammates. And I think that's huge because, like I said, that's, that's where the demand comes from. You know, we're required to do those things by AFI. And so they're already doing them. Everybody in the field is making it happen by doing it themselves. So what if we can figure out a way to give them the tools they need to do it on their own? And that's, that's why I think it's awesome. Um, between getting those tools in their hands and then seeing the feedback that airmen give very rapidly, either be, oh, yep, that's already in the backlog. Somebody else told us about that. We'd love to see that. To, yep, got it. We'll see if we can make that happen. That's cool, because that's modern, that's modern software. That's why your apps on your phone update all the time, because based on that user feedback. So Airmen having something similar to experience at work is awesome. Yeah, good stuff. Um, good stuff is always my transition, I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think what's really cool about Athena and Kronos and, and just, you know, the, the concept itself, as you were mentioning, with working with op schedulers and you know, we're able to bridge a gap, right? Now, I think it's no secret that there's always like some sort of tension between the two. Like we think we're, you know, competing against each other when we really aren't, you know, we're, we're all on the same team, right? And I think it's just another mechanism to help better communicate our needs and our capabilities. And uh, what I think is also really cool um, about these capabilities is, you know, you know, maybe one day we'll get to a point where, you know, we can leverage this data um, to further other programs, right? Like, you know, predictive and preventative maintenance and, uh, uh, and, and even looking at, you know, not just, you know, the technical aspects, you know, but, but the human aspects as well, right? Um, can we, you know, quantify and measure like what, what does burnout look like, right? Um, and, you know, even further, you know, looking at, you know, how do we pair um, these applications with optimizing systems thinking like the theory of constraints, right? So I think there's a lot of different angles, a lot of different benefits uh, as it comes to leveraging, you know, modern day software in the information age. Super cool stuff. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. So on the micro, you're going to improve the way that people are able to do their jobs at the, at the tactical edge. You know, if an airman scheduler, instead of turning certain squares on an Excel sheet a different color to indicate a sortie or to indicate a phase inspection, can instead sit back and say, okay, what is my true capacity based on the, the maintenance I have scheduled? What, how can I forecast? Whatever the case is. You're opening them up to do the things that only that person can do as opposed to those manual tasks. And that's on the micro. And then on the macro, as I mentioned, if there are Tens of thousands of spreadsheets out there. Those are tens of thousands of data points that we don't have located in one place. 
So that's the key when you talk about machine learning, when you talk about artificial intelligence. Typically, for those models to work, you need very large data sets. That's why it's called big data, right? It's literally just big sets of data. And so how can we, you know, we are making strides in that space, but in the logistics space, in the maintenance space, as you put it, in the human capital space, if we don't consolidate that information and all of those separate data points, we'll never get to the point where we can get to that ideal end state. Um, but I agree with you. That's, that's the key. If we can look at it and say, once again, like we mentioned earlier, improving quality of experience, you know, improving the day-to-day -day operations of an airman in the field, and at the same time, unlocking that data, consolidating that data, and potentially driving, just like you said, whether it's a theory of constraints initiative based on six bases in two years of personnel data based on qualifications, and then that helps inform how we better maintain or schedule people on a specific airframe. Or whether it's, you know, seasonal maintenance data that helps drive supply forecasting or CBM plus with, you know, with conditions-based maintenance and pro prognostic maintenance. You know, you, we can't get there unless we truly digitize and digitally transform our processes. And so just because we're using digital tools like Excel doesn't mean that we're truly a digital force. And that's where we can get by leveraging things like this. So I do think that that's... It's exciting in several different fronts, which is the one of the reasons I'm so passionate about it. That's amazing stuff, man. Um, how can individual airmen, how can the tactical level, um, you know, forward this strategy? You know, how can they operationalize everything that, you know, that we're talking about? How can they get involved? So there's a few different mechanisms to get connected to the resources that are out there. Uh, so AFWorks has fielded the Vision website. And so Vision is accessible just with your CAC. And it's a, think of it as a repository for all of the different innovative ideas that are out there. And we're working with our airmen innovators that we're involved with to make sure that we put things on there. Uh, for example, Athena and Kronos are on there. Um, and it's, it's got smart search for lack of a better way to put it. So if I go in and search scheduling based on how similar that is to the description of something, it'll let me know that, Hey, this is out here. Here's who you can contact about it. Here's who's developing it. Or here's the you know, the 309 software engineering group, contact them or contact Tesseract, whatever the case may be. Um, that's certainly an option. And as it continues to scale, it's only going to get more powerful. Um, and then similarly, we now have our .mil website. So um, just reaching out to us, whether it's through our .mil website, whether it's through email or through one of our, our teammates individually, we can absolutely help connect those airmen. You know, if you're in a if you're in an aerial port or an LRS and you're curious what sort of software is being out there developed for you, we can help answer that question and connect those dots. Same if you're in the maintenance space. As for airmen who are out there who are really interested, you know, people say all the time that, you know, our airmen only get smarter year after year. We, we constantly have the smartest workforce we've ever had, the most educated workforce we've ever had. Now the most technically and digitally literate workforce we've ever had. And so the Air Force has put out tools to help foster that. So there's Digital University, uh, which is free. You can find it through the portal. Um, and that's got like certificate level classes on it. Everything from coding to analytics to all sorts of stuff. So you can get a Google certification in analytics through DU. And it's if it's not free, it's at least discounted. And it's a, a great resource for us to help further those skill sets out in the field. And then if you have those skill sets, talk to your leaders and say, hey, this is something I'm interested in. Can I work to leverage it somehow to impact our unit? 
And that could lead to a prototype. And a prototype could lead to, you know, some additional data. And you could come to Tesseract, you could come to AFWorks, you could come to somebody and say, here's what I've built. What can we do with it? And then that's just the next step on this larger journey from idea to, as we mentioned earlier, the log IT portfolio and a tool that's in everybody's hands. And so I would, I'll give a shout out real quick. Uh, so in our, our Ether Sprint this year, uh, there's a team called the Preps out at, out, out of Hill, uh, two airmen, one, one a crew chief and one a supply airman who are working on developing their own uh, statistical analytics model for supply consumption for their unit. And they've collected this data together as a maintenance and a supply teammate, and they're working on building this out. And then, uh, here at Ether Sprint, they're going to present that to say, we were able to create this because these airmen have these digital skills. And we're already talking about where we can take this next. How can we field this in other units? How can we test it with other supply data? And then ultimately, maybe it just becomes a tool that schedulers have or supply units have you know, at each base. And it's just a module. And it was started by two airmen who just said, I have some skills. And I would, I'd be interested in, you know, making the Air Force a better place by using them. So it's a great example. You know, it's just all about what you're willing to do and what you're willing to try. But that's what we're here to support, too. And not just airmen, like, big A airmen, like, we're talking two-stripers. Yes. Like, these guys are A1Cs that are fresh into the Air Force, um, that are digitally literate, digital natives, and are able to envision what the future looks like right like they're able to see what the potential is and and execute right yep, and build it and build it and you know just having that vision and empowering airmen to seek those solutions and having the ability to stand on the main stage at loa uh you know to talk through um their wins and their developments and um and to you know to showcase their hard work at ether sprint is phenomenal i mean it's that's so cool and i'll say it's a leadership win you know all the way from lieutenant general barry on down to their squadron and flight and amu level leadership because mm -hmm. down at the at the amu and the flight and the squadron they have a set of supportive leaders who have said you can have what data you need is you know you can you know let us know what we can do to help because those those leaders realize that those airmen are working to make the air force better mm -hmm. and that they're working to develop a tool that's going to make them more effective at prosecuting the mission and just smarter mm -hmm. at, at the unit level. And that translates all the way up to General Barry, who's saying, who's charged our team with conducting Ether Sprint and saying, leverage the collective intelligence of, of Log Nation and get, get these hard problems out there, not just to people at the staff, but to people out there who are living them and figure out what they're doing or what they can do to solve those problems and then, you know, help them on, on, along their way. So great stuff, man. Indeed. Hey, Mike, thanks for coming on today. Yeah, thanks. This was fun. Uh, any last words, anything that we didn't get a chance to talk about that, that you want to talk through? Not that I can think of. It's, uh, it's been a cool opportunity. So I hope that I hope people listening, I, if nothing else, the Air Force is working on it. And, you know, it's something that we are striving to do is to, to make software in the hands of airmen effective and tools that they want to use. And I think that's something that people should take away because it might not seem like that at the field every day, but that's okay. The progress is being made. There are people behind the scenes that are working really hard absolutely, <laughs> uh, to, to make things possible. So, all right, Mike, thanks again. Appreciate it.
thank you again for listening to Tesseract Podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Any references to trademarked, copyrighted, or protected products or services such as books, movies, or businesses are used here for the limited purpose of education and professional development of Air Force Airmen. If you have any questions, please contact us at www.tesseractaf.com.